0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Online, our partners, they continue to be the number one source for all your basketball betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And hey, as your continued source for all sports wagering info, we're talking about live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, MLB, NFL, NBA, it's all there. All you have to do is head on over to betonline.ag, that's betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code though when you do this, believe that's B-L-E-A-V at that aforementioned website, betonline.ag believe b l e a v and you'll receive your rewards and you can start right away with bet online where the game starts.
0: Did you know that my hot tub came from global leaders in the hot tub industry and
1: their hot tub
0: did not? That's a fact. Look it up. Did you know that my hot tub was built in the United States with the highest standard of quality control? Yeah, their hot tub is Out of control did you know that my hot tub has factory direct pricing comes with customer service support seven days a week has an extensive warranty and offers free shipping to your home and came with an incredible financing plan yep you guessed it sorry their hot tubs simply don't when it comes time for you to choose the right hot tub for you and your family remember there's my hot tub and there's their hot tub Smart shoppers choose My Hot Tub every time. Myhottub.com. Experience the difference in person and visit their showroom in Destiny, USA, or visit them online at myhottub.com. Why go with their hot tub when you could go with My Hot Tub? Myhottub.com. It's always ice cream season in Central New York, and the locally owned and operated Carvel in North Syracuse welcomes you to come in and grab their pumpkin cakes, along with a four-pack of Little Screamers. Carvel is open seven days a week, Brewerton Road, North Syracuse, America's favorite since 1934. And now, offering pumpkin spice soft serve to go along with pumpkin cakes and those four-packs of Screamers. Happy Halloween! Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
1: The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by Bet Online and presented. By Stanley Law Offices, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, MyHotTub.com, and our great friends over at the Allen Angus Pub. Hey, if you're in and around Central New York, make sure you stop by before and after all the big events. We're talking concerts, entertainment, crunch hockey, SU hoops, and football. They've got the best darn Angus burger in town, so make sure you head on over there and grab that. And I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well to the friends of the ML Sports Platter, the Alonzo family, the Swan and Whitaker families, Bob Lindsley and Daryl Aber. I am so thrilled to bring onto the program Jonathan Clegg. He is now the co-author of uh, a brand new book. It's One Rivalry, Two Goats and the era that remade the world's game. It's Messi versus Ronaldo online where books are sold. And of course at your nearby bookstore. And don't forget Jonathan also uh, co-authored with Joshua Robinson, the club, which is just an amazing, amazing book that I read uh, how the English premier league became the wildest, richest, most disruptive force in sports. It's easily one of the most interesting, fascinating and, and, and great storytelling books that you will ever read. Now, Jonathan Clegg, and Joshua Robinson they've done it again and here is Jonathan Clegg the co-author of Messi versus Ronaldo. Jonathan thank you so much and congratulations on yet another spectacular soccer read man. Good
0: thank you Thanks thanks so much
1: for having me. All right let's get into first of all you know kind of when Ronaldo and Messi both got up to the elite level you know, in, in soccer, D- did it happen right from the get go? Do you think it where they, they became these global icons and soccer legends and all the rest? Because they've been kind of, you know, considered by many the two best really of all time at this point.
2: Yeah. And they've certainly dominated like the soccer world soccer landscape for the best part of 15 years now. So uh, they have had a long time at the top. But um, but no, they didn't. Neither of them arrived like fully formed. Um, soccer is one of those weird sports where because the um, professional players can start so early, as young as sort of 16, 17, 18, um, sometimes uh, the the most promising kids are known about from the age of sort of 12 or 13. So um, both Messi and Ronaldo were known about within soccer circles, certainly um, from their sort of mid-teens. It took both of them a little while to uh, develop into fully formed uh, world stars. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo took three or four years at Manchester United um, before he sort of flourished in the 2006-07 um, season uh, and then again the following year where he really sort of uh, stepped up a level and went from sort of promising kid to a dominant star. And, um, and Messi, although a couple of years younger, uh, his, his timing was similar, uh, that, that, that sort of first season after the 2006 World Cup, uh, where both of them really emerged as uh, the dominant players in the world, um, which, was, which was good because it was a time when uh, world soccer was kind of looking for stars. Uh, a lot of the, the sort of best players um, from, the, from the previous decade were kind of nearing the end of their careers. Uh, guys like Zidane, the Brazilian Ronaldo, um, you know, some the, the biggest stars of the of the past ten years were sort of all either reaching an age or or declining in fitness where they weren't what they once were, and so we had this sort of dual arrival of Messi and Ronaldo um, at, at the top of the game where they've resided pretty much ever since.
1: Okay, if you had to win one game, who would you take?
2: Well, uh, <laughs> that's a great question. Um, you know, I think.
1: Because they're um, different players, you know?
2: They're different players. Yeah. They're different players. Okay. It, it might depend on what the rest of your
1: team look like. You sure, know? sure. Um, if you needed a guy, uh, the sort of ultimate scorer, the poacher, the guy who would be guaranteed to put the ball in the net,
2: that would probably be Ronaldo. Um, if you needed someone to sort of pull the strings um, and create plays as much as finish them off, you might go You might go with Messi. Um, you know, both of them they spent so long at the top that both of them have had you know um, their fair their fair share of, of triumphs obviously but also disappointments uh, on the biggest stage um, neither of them have won a World Cup as you know but Messi reached the final in 2014 and lost that game um, they both had disappointments in Champions League finals uh, although Ronaldo holds the edge in um, in Champions League trophies but 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 like I say I, I think it would depend a little bit on what the rest of your of your team looked like Um, because as much as they are um, you know in in many ways uh, similar in terms of their sort of competitiveness their um, uh, their their, you know all-time greatness uh, they are they are different players
1: on the field. Okay so what do you think will ultimately Jonathan be the legacy of Ronaldo and the legacy of Messi? I know that there's still probably a lot there to still to be written Right, but what yeah. what do you think we're going to look back on years from now and be and, and stamp you know the legacy because that you know when it becomes Ronaldo and Messi and Tiger Woods and you know Wayne Gretzky and Michael Jordan that that's where that, that's the category these guys are in in my opinion um, you know gotcha. Roger Federer, Djokovic, Nadal that that kind of elite elite Tom Brady status you know way 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 up on the sports mountaintop we always look back and we, and we compare things with, with with the word legacy. So what will the legacies be of these two guys? Yeah, I think that's right. They, that, is the, that is the rarefied air that these guys occupy up there with the a- absolute all-time greats in any other sport. Um,
2: you know, I think, I think when we think about the legacy, it's important to note that their legacy could be dramatically different in, you know, six weeks from now because we've got a World Cup coming up in three weeks, um, which will be the last World Cup for, for these two guys, um, they both said as much. And so that will be their final World Cup tournament and the final chance for one of them to win it. And wow. if one of them were to do that, oh. I think that would probably be the sort of um, you know, final uh, achievement, the, the ultimate triumph that would push one, you know, one above the other. We would be able to definitively say that like, Messi or Ronaldo had the greater career. Um, and that would probably push one of them over the edge. If, if neither of them do that, and, and I, we should probably not expect them to at this stage, they are in the sort of twilight of their careers by now, then I think um, it will be, their legacy will be a bit like the um, analogy you made to tennis, where we had Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic all um, thriving and playing at, the, at their peak at the same time. I think we will look back at that as like the big three era in tennis Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, maybe. You had your favorite, but it was hard to say which of them definitively was better. And I think that's what we'll get with Messi Ronaldo too. I think we'll come to look back on this era as the Messi Ronaldo era. Writing the book, kind of almost we almost came to think of them as like one one person, Messi Ronaldo. It's it's almost like they're they're one entity because that they, they the way that they both dominated the game for so long, the way that they each impacted the game, completely transformed. World soccer during their time, both on the field, but also as a business proposition, they they wrought uh, uh, you know many changes to the way that the game is played, the way the game is perceived, the global um, reach of the game, um, celebrity in, in, in the twenty first century. Even like they, they both they both changed so much about about how we we see soccer and how soccer players are viewed around the world that I think that we'll ultimately come to see their era as like the
1: dual era of Messi Ronaldo rather than one or the other. Jonathan Clegg, our guest, a couple more questions for him on the ML Sports Platter. He's a co-author, along with Joshua Robinson, of Messi vs. Ronaldo, one rivalry, two goats in the era that remade the world's game, Amazon.com and online, where books are sold, as well as your nearby Barnes & Noble uh, stores, I, I got to tell you, I love the club. I thought it was great. You guys, you guys crushed that one with the English Premier League. You know, becoming the wildest, richest, most disruptive force in sports. I mean, the, st- the stories and 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 the digging and, and and just oh my goodness, it was such a good book. And now you have this one here with Messi versus Ronaldo. And I always ask this to authors, Jonathan, like when you when you keep writing books. You know, does it become easier, does it become harder? I mean, what about these two books? You know, how do you parallel these two, you know, similarities, differences in terms of you the author?
2: Yeah, so um that's a great question. And and uh, you know, I think that um the club uh was the book that uh Josh and I were born to write. Like we both grew up in the UK at the time that the Premier League was formed.
1: Love and the accent by the way. Transformed <laughs> into the, the, the huge yeah.
2: um sort of behemoth that it is right now. Yeah. So Uh, We sort of had been living our whole lives and certainly like working our whole professional careers um, covering that story. It just felt like the natural book that we should write. Messi Ronaldo um, almost feels like, um, if not a sequel, then at least sort of part of the same um, broad sort of family, the same broad story as the club. Because I think what, um, again, this was a story that we had sort of chronicled um, as reporters at the Wall Street Journal for our whole careers. You know, we've been... Um, doing that job for uh, 15 15 years or so now um, between us. And our careers had sort of overlapped with Messi-Ronaldo. So that made it a sort of natural subject matter to pursue. But I also think that the Messi-Ronaldo era, the fact that um, that arrived, um, you know, 20 years, uh, 15, 20 years after the Premier League had been formed is not a coincidence. You know, a lot of the changes that the Premier League um, made in world soccer... Uh, ended up having the knock-on effect that um, gave rise to the Messi-Ronaldo era. The, the, the response from um, Spain, the La Liga in Spain, as the, their professional league is called, um, to the Premier League's growing power, financial might, and success in the Champions League, was to sort of um, crystallise a lot of its uh, a lot of its own power and and um, and you know economic strength around its two biggest clubs, uh, Real Madrid and Barcelona. And in order to take on the Premier League, those two had to turn almost into world all-star teams. You know, the Premier mm-hmm. League clubs make so much more money um, every season than the rest of the world that that to take them on on the field really required a sort of drastic reordering of things. And so Barcelona and Real Madrid during this time became, like I say, you know, genuinely world all-star teams to win the Champions League uh, during the sort of, late 2000s, early 2010s, you basically had to have Messi or Ronaldo on your team. And what that meant was that a lot of the other best players in the world, the leading stars of world soccer, ended up joining Real Madrid or Barcelona just to make sure that they would have a chance of lifting that trophy, and ended up being sort of B and C list actors or supporting players on those Real Madrid and Barcelona teams. So you had Messi and Ronaldo leading them, Messi at Barcelona, obviously, Real Madrid uh, Ronaldo at Real Madrid. But Beneath them, you had a whole bunch of other world all stars, um, you know, who were there uh, supporting actors, trying to trying to um, you know make sure that that uh, they could they could win the Champions League and, and achieve everything they wanted to. So um, I, I do feel like that this is a sort of fitting um, uh, uh, you know endpoint to the club because it sort of really documents what happened um, in the re- you know outside of England, but in the rest of Europe uh, during the same period.
1: Yeah, that's a great answer. You know, a lot of times in sports, when a football game's going on, somebody will say, Patrick Mahomes is the Steph Curry, you know, and, and they make those comparisons. Um, right. He's the Steph Curry of the National Football League with the way he dazzles and all the rest. Um, if, if you were to say Ronaldo and Messi, right, they're the Ronaldo yeah. and Messi of or vice versa, do, do, you, yeah. do you see any comparisons across the sports landscape with these two guys?
2: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think um, the Ronaldo one is pretty easy. I think Ronaldo and Kobe are like perfect matches. Um, They are just like both insanely competitive, maniacally driven. You know, um, Kobe famously was like, you know, in the gym, knocking down jumpers at like 1, 2 a.m. Ronaldo's the same, uh, spends his entire life basically in ice baths, (laughs) just like icing his muscles to get ready for the next game. Um, Both, you know, physical specimens. Dedicated to doing absolutely whatever it took to um, to win, um, so I think that 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 one's a good a good comp for um, for Kobe, also uh, for, for Ronaldo. Also, a bit like um, Kobe, um, even though I think that Messi um, and you know it's, it's hard to tell with these things. Ronaldo has like uh, you know a bazillion uh, followers on Instagram and Twitter, but my sense is that Messi is maybe more popular among. Um, soccer fans, especially casual fans, the Ronaldo, but players really like are, are really drawn to Ronaldo in the same way that like NBA players were really drawn to Kobe. You know, they they all really respect and and wanted to emulate Kobe. Um, so I think that that comparison is really is really neat and, and easy to make. Messi is 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 um, slightly trickier. I mean, you know, Steph Curry is not a bad comp for Messi because again, you know the sort of defining characteristic of Messi, the thing that he's been judged on his whole life is the fact that he's just five foot six and doesn't really look like an athlete. You know, for most of his um, teens and early 20s, he didn't even treat himself like an athlete. He kind of basically ate pizza and, and drank Pepsi for every meal and really didn't like kind of look after himself in the way that a pro athletes do nowadays. Um, but despite his size, he was just a you know indomitable force on the field, which, you know, there are some comparisons to... Um, To Steph there, obviously, you know, Steph doesn't really sort of... is not that kind of physical um, unicorn that we're used to seeing dominate the NBA
1: these days, um, even as much as he has done so. Final question for you. What do you hope people say about the book when they get done reading it?
2: Well, you know, I think that that with any book, I mean, what you're really hoping is that um, people, A, enjoy it, but B... You know, I hope that people feel like they come out of this with a greater understanding of Messi and Ronaldo and the worlds that they built and just what, you know, huge impacts they did um, bring about in world soccer. It's odd that, that they are literally two of the most famous people on planet Earth. I mean, it is really hard to think of anyone who globally is as famous as Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, you're talking... Joe Biden, maybe, you know, like you're talking presidents, maybe the Pope, like he is insanely famous all around the world. And yet oddly is a sort of little bit of an unknown character. He's developed that thing that athletes, you know, elite athletes can do where He's able to be interviewed on TV all the time and you never really say anything. He gives away almost nothing. It's another reason that he's been such a a force in the commercial and advertising world is that it's possible for brands to sort of project whatever they want onto Ronaldo because really not much is kind of known about him. They're both oddly sort of unknowable characters. And so my hope is that we spend so much time talking to the people around them, um, their entourages, the people who have been you know, working alongside them, coaching them, uh, managing them, um, uh, uh, you know, overseeing the clubs that they play for. We spend so much time talking to those people that I hope that, um, readers are left with a, um, a stronger impression of what they're actually like and, um, what they what the worlds that they inhabit are like too, because I think that is, um, is the sort of, in many ways, the wildest thing about just that, just the, just the you know, football is it soccer, football. That that professional sport is still such a wild west at times, with you know very few laws governing what what, what players, teams, and agents can or can't do. Um, and so, I think and I hope that people will enjoy the stories that we have about them, and like I say, the worlds that they built, because that's really what we're trying to do here is build out the worlds around Messi and Ronaldo um, for people to sort of get to know them better.
1: Yeah, and to give people an idea of how popular Cristiano Ronaldo really is, Jonathan, can you guess how many followers he has on Twitter?
2: Oh, it's insane. I know he has more followers than Twitter itself. I think he has
1: over a, a, It's over yeah. 104 million on Twitter. He's got over, yeah. he's got 154 million on Facebook. And how about Instagram? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Do maybe. you know the number?
2: Remind me. It's four four
1: hundred 493 million followers.
2: Yeah, that's that right. That is that's absurd. A, for reference, I think that's about four times LeBron, who is like by far the most famous um, right. U.S. athlete right now. Right. I think we worked out that he has more Instagram followers than every NFL player combined.
1: Really? Oh, my yeah. goodness. That is wild isn't, stuff. Well, look, folks, isn't, oh, isn't it's, yeah. it's incredible. It really is. Well, look, you've got to get uh, the book. It's amazing. Messi versus Ronaldo. Jonathan Clegg co-authors it with uh, Joshua Robinson, of course. They're also the authors of The Club. It's one rivalry, two goats in the era that remade the World's Game Messi versus Ronaldo. Jonathan Clegg can be found on Twitter as well at Clegg John. That's at C-L-E-G-G-J-O-N. Make sure you give him a follow. He is the editor of the Wall Street Journal uh, as well and uh, on occasion writing uh, some sports for that publication as well. But seriously, make sure you get Messi versus Ronaldo nearby bookstores and online where books are sold. Jonathan, this was incredible. Congratulations. I hope to speak with you down the line.